Join me in the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this night that you've given us and this opportunity to again learn from your word. And as we say that, Lord God, that we are learning from your word, we ask for the Holy Spirit, Lord God, but for, for him to be the one to teach us whatever it is you want us to learn. Lord, override my preparations, Lord God. Speak through me, Father, to your people. And I pray for the Holy Spirit and your people, Lord God. Let him be the one, let you be the one to reveal to them the truth of your word. And I pray for salvation for those who are still lost. I pray for encouragement for those who are discouraged. And I pray for broken relationships, Lord God. May this be the evening that you will help them and rescue them. We rest in you completely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. I titled our message tonight, Apply Filter. I wanted to put a question mark because we all know it, right? Um, I've seen you guys, uh, the ladies here, become uh, men last week because there's a, a male filter and there's a female filter. It's a, what do you call it, gender filter? So it just filters it. Some of us, we look younger because of the filter, right? Some of us, we look prettier and handsomer, if that's the word. <laughs> I know it's not, I'm kidding. Uh, because of the filter, filter helps things, right? Filter helps things. It helps us look good. It helps the water taste better. The air be more fresher, I guess. <laughs> right? Filter is there to help certain things for whatever task uh, it was designed to do. But it is, I don't want us to think that this Holy Spirit is our filter. Although I use the title because we're still in the journey. We're still in the, our journey in the book of Galatians. And um, tonight we're going to be tackling the other fruit, the other part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is meekness. And I've already confessed to my brothers, to my, our deacons here at church. I've confessed to young adults last Monday. I've confessed to my prayer uh, partners on Wednesday. Uh, that I, I really do feel unworthy to be the one to deliver the message of meekness. Because, uh, so it's been really a challenge. So last week was the Mother's Day message, but I've been preparing for this message as well since last week. But let's all read this together. Again, FICF members, hopefully you don't need the screen, but if you do, it's right there. We've been doing this for six years now. <laughs> well, it feels like it, right? Let's all read it. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. We've spent many weeks on discussing and clarifying each of and each part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because the intention is... Because we know, and I know, and you know, that we are saved by grace, not by works. But it's not, and I hope that we've taken enough time, and we've, we've discussed it with you, and taught you that despite the fact that we are saved by grace, we are to live out, right? We are to live out for the glory of God, and, and the Holy Spirit will produce the fruit in our lives, and we are to be living a holy life. 
Meekness, however, our topic tonight, meekness is not a popular word. Oh, hey, I like that guy because he's meek. <laughs> Which girl said that, right? I'm looking for a meek guy. I'm looking for a meek girl. Oh, my husband is so meek. He's so loving. You need to meet him. He's such a meeky boy. Nobody uses this word anymore. I had to like... I had to go through a lot of versions in order for me to use the word meekness because the short meaning of, gentle, of meekness is gentleness. So your translations are probably on gentleness. But I really want us to use the word meekness. And again, it's discussed not just in Galatians. There's many more. And I know we're only limited here for 45 minutes or else I'll get fired. So it's Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12 also reads, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on the ten tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. I know we've discussed long-suffering before, and we're not going to do that again. So we're going to tackle meekness. The new man versus the old sinful nature. Right? The old man before the old, the new man versus the old sinful nature. When someone accepts Christ, you are a new creation. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, and if you are walking with the Spirit, if you are obeying the Spirit, you are going, the Holy Spirit will be able to produce the fruit of meekness in your life. How is meekness exhibited in our lives? Right? How is meekness exhibited in our lives? I'll tell you how I didn't. This is why I feel so unworthy to del deliver meekness. Because meekness definition is mild and gentle. Strength under control. That's what meekness means. Strength under control or restraint. My, my kids, they play basketball. And my daughter, um, she also plays basketball. For some odd reason, God placed another parent with me. For, uh, for many weeks now. And whenever my daughter screws up in the game, which happens because it's a ball club, right? It's a ball club. They're learning the game and they're 13 years old for crying out loud. But this parent, for some odd reason, likes to... He felt the, the, the need to tell me that my daughter's not doing well in his own rude, crass way. So he's done it. Let me just say, and I'm not excusing myself, but he's done this many times. So I've let this guy slide for four times. I've practiced meekness for four games. Four games. Four games, folks. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm saved by grace afterwards, let me just tell you. But on the fifth game, the fifth game, Jana threw, an uh, threw a pass and it got stolen. The other team made the basket. Gianna's team lost by one point. And I, I, know to, I know better than to sit with this guy. So because when he's, because I'm, I, sometimes he sits with me. He feels the need to sit with me and he'll keep running his mouth. This time we were far away from each other. The buzzer goes off. He comes up and starts yelling at me, come on. What in the world? This has been happening since yesterday. Because the other game was the other day. So I lost it, folks. 
I know the business meeting is next Sunday, so you can guys run, run a vote if uh, your pastor still needs to be a pastor or just a plain member after this. <laughs> I don't know why I prayed about this, so I'll let you guys handle this. So I washed my face in the bathroom. I went out. They were having their team meeting. True enough, true to form, this guy was running his mouth again to my friends. Who have I, This guy and my couple friends there, I've been inviting to come to church. So there goes that invitation, right? <laughs> there goes my testimony. <laughs> we're never seeing them here again. So anyway, he was running his mouth. I came to him and he was telling me again about Gianna. And I said, you are, it. this is in Tagalog, so it's going to be hard for me to translate. You, why are you in the habit of blaming children? In the kid's port. And I just jabbed him in his right arm. God knows I wanted to smack him in the lip. That's, <laughs> that's the truth. And God knows that I, it wasn't a love tap at all. It was, uh, I really made it a little bit spicy. <laughs> so I wasn't meek. I lost my meekness, folks. I lost my meekness because meekness is strength under control. And we believers need to exercise this with difficult people and difficult circumstances. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> That's why I don't feel worthy in delivering this message at all. Because meekness is, is, it wasn't there. I let it go for four times. And you know they, what they say, right? Be careful of the quiet ones. I'm learning that now. The quiet ones are the, the dangerous ones. Because they're not like the other guys who keep, keep talking, keep telling you what they're going to do. I'm going to shuffle you up. I'm going to do this. I'll knock you out. And then the quiet guy just pops them. And that goes the story, right? Because the meekness, meek people are actually the strong people. So which brings us to our next, next topic here. You know, God practiced meekness towards us first. Because God has the power to just kill all of us instantaneously. He just needs to think about it and we're done. No matter how disrespectful our lives have been to Him, no matter how inconsistent our lives have been to him, he continues to practice meekness. And I want us to read this story about this woman with the alabaster um, jar, with the perfume, in Luke 7, 36-38. She goes to the house where she heard Jesus was, and she spends, she uses the most expensive thing that she had. And she used her hair, which is later on you'll see in, 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 book, in the book of Paul, in, in his epistle, that the hair of the woman is her honor. She uses her hair to wipe Jesus' feet and uses her tears to wash the dirt that's on his feet. Now, she, she heard, she heard that Jesus was there at that house. She, know, she knew that there's a lot of legalistic Christians in there. The Pharisees were in there. But she could care less. She went. She went there and repented and practiced this as, a, as we're reading this. 
Why is this meekness towards God? Because the other meaning of meekness is humility. The other part of meekness is humility. We all need to be meek towards God. We all need to be humble towards God. Because just when we think we're walking the straight and narrow, an irritating guy in a basketball game will make you fall. For four years, for four years that I've taken the calling of a pastor, I've let a lot of guys, disrespectful guys, slide. Mm, not to their credit, but it's just, it's just the truth. I've, let, I've practiced meekness over and over again. I've practiced, the, I, I was the better man. I'll walk away. I have the wisdom. I have the title. I'm a Christian. I'm trying to invite them. They know I'm a pastor. I'll walk away. But for some reason, sometimes we will lose it. If we're all going to be honest in this room, we know that during this week, we've all fallen. One way or another, we've all fallen. But we need to be meek towards God. We need to be humble. We need to just run to Him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And that's exactly what I did. At first, I'm not going to lie to you, it really felt good. <laughs> I've, I called it a punch therapy. <laughs> because the next game, two hours later, this guy was very well behaved. All of a sudden, he was an adult again. You know, when the kids were screwing up, he was like, that's okay, good try, good try, good effort. <laughs> Good try. No more, no more scrutinizing other kids. It was what a parent should be doing, what an adult should be doing in a, in a kid's sport. Okay, I guess I justified my punch, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I went to God, though. I went to God and I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And the first thing I did, because uh, Vince isn't here, so I've been, I've been teaching the young adults. The first thing I did, I spoke about it. I confessed it to the young adults. We're probably not going to see them again next week because of that, but <laughs> most of them. No, but they, somebody asked me, what is the right answer around during that time? What, what, could have you, what could you have done better? I said, I chose to not do the right thing. My action was the wrong thing. I did not practice meekness. Christians, we are to suffer in this world, Jesus said. And we are, despite that, we are to practice meekness. We are to, even if you have those words, you know, on the Facebook post that you did and somebody made a comment and you're like, I can cut this girl up in half with my words. But, you know, the Holy Spirit is telling you to just shut up. Hold it in. Hold it in. But then when we lose it, we need to be meek towards God. We need to be like this woman. Knowing that Jesus is just waiting for us to repent, to ask for forgiveness, we need to repent and be meek, be humble towards Him. Amen? That's our first point. And Jesus said this, right? And I, I, tr I tried my best. I, I, I struggled with this message, and I tried my best not to talk about the Beatitudes. But I can't help myself, so I put on the header. Blessed are the meek. Jesus said that in Matthew 5.5. 5. The Spirit of the, Lord, of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. This is Jesus in Luke 4.18, but this was also written down in Isaiah 61.1. Only the meek, only the humble, only the gentle people will actually really receive Christ's message. Amen? That's why we have 
but that's why the meek are, are blessed. So folks, as much as this is not a popular word anymore, we have to recognize and realize that the one part of the gift of the Holy Spirit is meekness, gentleness, and humility, strength under control. I know that we have all we all have our past here, rough past and attitudes here. We have the malditas here and the malditos here. Right? We have the bad boys and the good boys, the good girls and the bad girls. But we all have a past that we can easily go back to. It just needs the right person to do it. But we are to practice. We are to practice meekness. We have to let the Holy Spirit produce this fruit in us as we continue to just surrender to Him, even if we are right. So I called a couple pastors and confessed to them too on what I did. And I said, should I bring this to a vote if they still want to keep me? And uh, one pastor said, well, if we're going to bring, um, if, <laughs> if we're going to confess, if all the pastors are to confess all their failures, there will not be any more pastor left. <laughs> pastors left, he said. <sighs> but sometimes we do fall, folks. But we have to humble ourselves to God. We have to practice gentleness and, and humility, even if we don't want to, especially if we don't want to. The next point is, when we hear the word meekness, a lot of people, you know, they think it's about weakness because it, you know, it's, it rhymes with it. Meekness, weakness, right? <laughs> but look at, look at the... What God uh, said on how he described Moses. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the man, men that were upon the face of the earth. If you're going to think Moses is a weakling, you remember what he did before this was written down? He went to the most powerful man on earth around that time, Pharaoh of Egypt. Having the most biggest army in the world. And he goes there with a staff. And he goes, God said, let my people go. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine you going to a, a powerful world power country, to the, the leader, a dictator, a very powerful man. And you were telling them, I'm taking all of the things in your economy. Because God said, and by the way, I have a stick. <laughs> you think meekness is weakness? No. Me meek people are the strongest people. Because they know, what, they know what they can do. But because they know what they can do, they hold back because they don't want to do the damage. Imagine an MMA fighter, mixed martial arts fighter that trains day in and day out in fighting. And here you are, Mr. Gangster, because you watch a gangster movie. You know, or you watch Rocky. Let's say you watch Rocky, if that's still around. You watch Rocky Nine, And you start talking trash to this guy, and this guy just walks away. Because, you know, I'm sorry. Walks away. That's meekness. That's meekness. God's been, God always practices meekness to us. 
because he can destroy us. You sinned against him. Somebody's talking trash about him, condemning him, blaming God. We're good at that, right? We blame God for the things that have happened to us, right? A lot of, I want to say this to, this is to our, this is to our shame. Sometimes even believers. Sometimes even believers, we blame God. Unbelievers, you could, you could understand why they would blame God, right? Well, if there is a good God, why are all these bad things happening in, in the world? Why are good, bad things happening to good, good people? Sometimes you hear that from a believer. But you know, despite that, God practices meekness, right? He's gracious, he's meek. He doesn't, he gives us, he gives us that time to process that. And then when we practice meekness towards God, he forgives us. That's our God. Amen? And doesn't that, doesn't that excite you? Doesn't that, I mean, that's mind-blowing for me. The truth about God's forgiveness, his love, his meekness, his kindness, his grace towards me, makes me want to always come to church on Sundays. Not just because I'm a pastor now, but it's because it just, it just gives me that drive to be with his people. It gives me that desire to, to, to share to you what I've discovered, what I went through, what he made me go through. It gives me that, that longing. It, makes me, it gives me that desire. That should be for all the believers because those are all the truth, right? The humility, the gentleness, the things that God has done for us continues. That's why meekness is not weakness. There's another person that is meek, and that's Jesus. Amen? Now, if you think Jesus is weak, please raise your hand. <laughs> right? Jesus practiced meekness. Jesus was spat on before he went to the cross. They spat on his face. They punched him. They accused him of things that weren't true. But yet despite that, he practiced meekness. And this is what Jesus told us and reminded us in Matthew eleven twenty nine. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest for your souls. Folks, find rest for your souls. Do we need rest? You're in America. Your answer is yes. Oh, yes. I need rest. I can't wait to go home to the Philippines for the Filipinos is the rest. Right? I can't wait. I'm so tired here. You know, but Jesus always offers himself. Take my yoke. Take my standards. Take my priorities. Learn from me. And I will give you rest. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, why did Jesus say this? And why did Jesus say this? Why would I have rest if I carry his yoke? Because his yoke as a believer is what we're designed to do. That is what we're supposed to do. The reason that we are all tired because we make everything else an important thing. The most important thing in our lives. That's why we're exhausted. That's why we're tired. We make our husbands our priority over God. And what does our husband do? Nothing. <laughs> right? Everything else that is not going to make the wife happy. We make our wives the priority over Christ. And what do our wives do? Nothing. <laughs> right? They don't return it in, in lieu. They don't return it in kind. 
So all of a sudden, you're tired. We make our children our priority, not Jesus. And all of a sudden, what are we? We're tired. We're tired. We make our jobs our priority. We make our careers our priority. We make everything else our priority. And then we complain to God, Lord, I'm tired. Take me from this life. Why am I always tired? I thought you're here to help me, Lord. But then he tells us, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Folks, you're tired because you haven't come to Jesus. You're tired because you're not, you haven't taken up his yoke. You've taken somebody else's yoke. You're trying to live. L-I-V-E. Right? I think there's a song, but I'm not going to try to sing it. They're, you're trying to live this life. I heard this this week. I'm going to share it. If you reverse live, it says evil. close in prayer <laughs> let's stop while I'm ahead <laughs> next so if, if meekness is not weakness then meekness is strength right meekness is strength under control and this Psalm 25 9 it reads the meek the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way God will teach the humble God will teach the meek people God will, if you're not humble, you're not teachable. If you're not meek, you're not teachable. If you're not meek, you're not going to listen to God. And God knows better than you. Right? God knows better than you. He knows what the best decision is for your children. He knows what the best decision is for your career. He knows what best wife or best husband is supposed to be for you. He can guide the meek. He will guide the meek. The question is, are we meek? No, we're weak. Most of the time, we're weak. Because again, we made everything else our priority. We spent our strength and our lives on working so that we can retire many years later. Right? That's where we pour our... Again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Work is good. Work is good. Your children are a blessing. Your husband and your wife are a blessing from God. Everything that you have is from God. It becomes wrong when you make those things and those people, when you put them above your relationship with God. Well, easy for you to say. Well, how is it easy for me to say? Really? <laughs> Every time I come up here, I feel so unworthy to deliver God's truth. I go through the message before, during, or after. I'd really rather be sitting with you guys and have somebody else go through this meekness thing for the last two weeks that God's been putting me in. Folks, the truth is, the truth is God wants us to be intimate with Him. And the only way that we can continue to be intimate with Him is we will be meek towards Him. And we will be meek towards each other. And that we will practice meekness. If we are meek, God will guide our judgment. Have you made bad decisions? And if you're married, don't look at your spouse right now. <laughs> Have you made bad decisions in your lives? The, the truth is we've all had made bad decisions in our lives. Some of us, we continue to make bad decisions. But 
that's the problem, right? So when we say, Lord, guide me in this decision, what am I supposed to do with this decision? Is your heart really meek? Is it really teachable? Is it really humble? Is it really at that position where I know, Lord, I can answer my own prayer. I mean, I can buy a ticket right now and go to the Philippines. I know, Lord, that I can actually file for this divorce because I have the money to hire the attorney and all that stuff. I know, Lord, that I could just leave my children and have them. I'll, I, they, I'll have my peace if I buy them their own house because I have the money. But, Lord, what is it? What is your will? That's why when we're praying, meekness is necess necessary. Meekness is necessary because we talk about prayer here, right? We talk about prayer every Wednesday. Prayer is very vital for the believer. But without that meek spirit in a believer, you're demanding. You're not humble towards God. Your prayer life is a demand letter. It's not a humble letter. It's not a humble request. Lord, I need you to guide me in this decision. I need to know if I need to marry her. I need to know, Lord, if this is the right person for me. I need to know, Lord, if this, if this new job for me is your will for me. The hard part is if we have choices. Don't you agree? I, that's, that's the hard part. I'd rather not have any choice. When I was little, I had no choice. My mom will cook something. I'll go there, and I'm like, I don't like this. Bam! Eat it. Eat what's in front of you. You have no choice. <laughs> You're like, ugh, rah. So you've learned, you've learned to what? When you complain, you got a duck. I don't like, whoa, yeah. And then there's another one, because it's coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> you get back and forth. If there's no, if there's, if there's no, yeah, I'm, I'm going to die tonight, my mom said, so I am saved by grace. I am going. <laughs> no, when you don't have any choices, it's easy. Do we agree? In the Philippines, no, none of us. The only complaint for us, for the commuters, is like, I wish I had a car. That's our only complaint. That's our only wish. But they're here in America, man, I wish I had the bigger car. Cars, because you have three cars already, you want another car, and then you're there, you're like, I wonder which one I'm gonna drive. And you're there for five minutes, like, man, what am I gonna take? No choices is better sometimes. But unfortunately, our lives as believers, which is freedom, we have the free will, we have the choice to obey God or not, we have the choice to walk with the Spirit or not. We have the choice to punch that irritating guy or not. And then we suffer the consequences if we make the wrong decision. But if we, let, if we are meek, God will guide our judgment. Amen? So it's time for us to continue to just be meek. If a family, if your father is meek in your family, if the husband and the wife are both meek, and the children are meek. Don't you think that family is going to be a great family? Somebody say amen. Because yes, that's the truth. But that's not always the case. Everybody in the family are most of the time, their ideas are better than yours. Right? A lot of obnoxious people. A lot of loud people. Right? And that's what sells in this world. The loud and the obnoxious. The meek. Psh, we don't even use that word anymore. Gentlemen, you know, you don't even know what it means. You're just like, oh, I think that's a dude. It means it's a dude. 
I need to get up. If we let God, if we walk with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will produce the fruit of meekness. And God will help us in our judgment in whatever decision that we are struggling with. Third point, meekness toward others. As believers, in Galatians 6.1, we are told to do this. Brothers, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such, such one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. You know, I've, I thought it was rebuke in love. I didn't know it was rebuke in meekness. You know, I've always heard this. Oh, you know, you have to rebuke in love. That's good. We do everything in love anyway. We should. Well, we are to rebuke our brothers and our sisters who are falling in meekness. We have to restrain ourselves. We have to restrain ourselves to not lose it. Because most of the time, people just really want somebody to listen. The hardest thing when you give an advice is when they don't do what you told them to do. Can we agree? If you're a parent, you know what we're talking about. If you're a wife, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Husbands, you probably are not listening right now. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've always heard it, rebuke in love. But here it says rebuke in meekness, in the spirit of weakness. Because you have the authority, right? And you know they fell. And you have all the leverage in the world. But we have to do it in gentleness. We have to do it in all humility. And again, that's why this message is such a challenge for me because I've lost this. There are many times because I could see, I could see a brother or sister is falling. They're falling down, down in a path that's going to truly hurt them. And, and, mo and sometimes there are more than a couple times that I have lost my meekness because the person will not listen. And you're just worried for them. I've lost it as a father to my children. Because you know they're heading to that path and they're going to get hurt and you just lose it, right? Sometimes you feel like you're having more control if you're yelling. At least that's me. Because in my family, that's how it is, you know. He who speaks louder is right. <laughs> you know. And uh, when I was dating, when I first dated Anna, uh, my, my, my uncle and I were, uh, were talking. We were talking about football. So Anna grabbed my arm and she goes, stop fighting. And I looked at my uncle. I looked at her. We're not fighting. I look at my uncle. Are we fighting? And he goes, no, we're not fighting. We're talking. See, we're talking. We're not arguing. We're not, we're not fighting. But in a very high tone. And Anna Lou is not, she's sensitive with that high pitch voice, I guess, you know. But it was an everyday thing at the house. Our house didn't really practice meekness. <laughs> There's no me. I did not grow up in meekness. I did not grow up in gentleness. You know, it's, there's there's really nothing there. And and in the streets, you know, in in the Philippines, your right of passage with the young guys there, they're gonna teach you how to be rough, right? You're just there trying to play, trying to look for an older brother, and they go, "You're big enough, and you're big enough. Why don't you guys fight?" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> I'm here to hang out. They're like, no, 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 go ahead, fight. What, are you gay? You know, that, that's how they tease you. That's how they get you to do things. <laughs> it's embarrassing, I know. I'm so sorry. 
my fellow Filipinos, I'm not making fun of us. I'm just telling the truth, right? But we are to practice meekness. We are to do meekness towards each other. So we are to correct, right? We are to tell a brother or a sister who's falling. If we catch them, we are to tell them in meekness, in gentleness. Not in a rough way, not in a rough, rough manner, but in a gentle way. In 1 Peter 3, 4. But let it be hidden, let, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Which is in the sight of God of great price. This is Paul or Peter speaking about the women. And he was telling the women that try not to do so much with your outer appearance. But more so focus on your inner person. Practice meekness. Women, if you want your husbands to do what you want, practice meekness. Say it in a gentle manner. Gentle manner. Lower your tone, possibly. I'm talking to the Filipinas here. And try to put that finger down and put it in your pocket. Try not to treat your husband like your little child, okay? Is Annalou here? I'm not kidding. <laughs> Please lock all the doors right now. Practice meekness, women. And it's the same thing with men. Men, we are, <laughs> we are to practice meekness. If we want, you know, it's not, the, the movies lied to us, okay? If they fell for you because you were the bad boy in town, that's the good start. Now you have to switch your play. You're going to have to be a meek husband. Right? You're going to have to be a meek husband. Because it's not the muscles, guys, that's attracting them. It's not the muscles. It's not the things that you could do around the house anymore, although that's good. Be careful trying to do everything because she'll tell you to do everything. That's, the, that's a piece of advice. <laughs> but it's not those things. It's mostly your meekness. They know, that you can, they know that you can yell at them and you can put them in place. But if a, a man who practices meekness to their wives, God is pleased with you. And that makes a home a happy home for the children. Then the children sees meekness, a meek mom and a meek dad. And guess what kind of children you're going to have? Meek children. And once the, the home is changed, and then the community is changed, and then the Washoe County is changed. <laughs> no. So on and so forth, right? But more importantly, we glorify God. Amen? We glorify God. Back to my, 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 back to my story with this guy that I punched. I did call him. I, I gave him a call. Some people said he didn't deserve the call. <laughs> but, but I called him and I apologized to him. I apologized to him and I told him, I'm sorry for punching you in the arm. And then I called the other guys too that witnessed it. Because these people know that I'm a pastor. All three of them know that I'm a pastor. But all three of them knew who I was before, how I was before. But the challenge really is, 
when the old man, the old sinful nature that's still very much alive in us is rubbed the wrong way, correct? And then, you know, I'm going to close with this. The, the, the whole thing was, it was too early. I didn't have my coffee. I didn't have my devotion and prayer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We need to realize that apart from the Lord, all of us, all of us will go back to our old ways and we will not glorify Him with everything that we say and do. We have to also realize that we all serve as an example in the world. Some of us are bad examples. Some of us are good examples. Good testimony and bad testimony. One great way to be a great testimony is when we practice meekness. And again, the Holy Spirit is the one that produces this in our lives. But how can we have the Holy Spirit produce it in our lives if we are not connected with the Lord, if we are not walking with Him? And what did Jesus say? Pray lest you fall into temptation. Pray lest you fall into temptation. Believer, how is your prayer life? Is it, is it existent? Or is it just when things are going wrong? And I praise God that you're praying when things are go going wrong because that's God's way of trying to get you down to your knees and to pray to Him. But the whole thing is we shouldn't wait for us to be in trouble before we pray to Him. Imagine the living God, the Almighty God, wanting you to talk to Him. Try to send a tweet to the President of the United States and see if they reply, if He replies. No. Try to send an email. Try to call the mayor. See if they'll reply. But God, the living God, constantly wants us to speak to Him, to talk to Him, to lift up our needs to Him. He said, Jesus said, learn from me. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy. And I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. Learn from me. Are you learning from him? Are you reading his word? How many Bible studies have you been in this year? This year is almost over. <laughs> feels like, what? <laughs> yeah, Christmas is around the corner. It feels like Christmas outside. <laughs> seldom do I hear the word humble or meek. I seldom hear it used. But there was this sports editor. His name was Chad Cooper. And he often sang in the newsroom in the old days. And then before he puts his newspaper, before he goes to bed and puts his newspaper down, this is what he says. And people said it. It's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Wow. It's hard to be humble if you're perfect in every way. This is probably the most distant from humble and meekness that we can find. The word meek has been used by doctors to describe a soothing medicine, by sailors to describe a gentle breeze, and by farmers to depict a broken cult. Um, how meek is your spirit, believer? 
You know, a, a wild stallion has the same strength as a tame stallion. They have the same strength. But the biggest difference with the tame stallion is that he pleases his master. The master gets to use him to haul or to take him fast and to stop and to go. Are you a wild stallion believer or are you a tame stallion believer? We have to constantly answer that question. And hopefully we always come to the answer of meekness. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your truth, Lord God. No matter how difficult it is, Lord God. I ask, Lord God, for forgiveness for all of our sins, for the many times that we've fallen. For the many times that we've chosen not to be meek, Lord God. Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters who are here tonight that are truly seeking to obey you, to be obedient in their walk with you. And to truly, the, the ones that are really wanting to be meek. Father, I pray for help for them. And I know, Lord God, that if they are willing, Lord God, you will enable them. Just like with Moses, Lord. He wasn't qualified, but you, Lord God, qualified those you call. So I know that you've called all of us, Lord God, in one way or another. And you've made us to be the missionary in a place and with people, Lord God, that you've placed in our lives. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that we will glorify you. And we will respond, Lord God, in the way that you want us to. I pray, Lord God, for a meek spirit in all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.